the only other guy maybe hotter is uh, Dan uh, Doug Marone. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. What up? What up? P-Dog, long weekend is over. Back to school has begun. My back. kids are back in school. Oh, you you look ecstatic, but there's a, you know, uh, just a hint of sadness. You know, another summer gone with the kids, playing in the pool at grandma and grandpa's. It's bittersweet, eh? This summer has flown by. So, um, yeah, there's some, definitely some bittersweet there. But at the end of the summer, the kids started to get a little bit at each other. Sure. Uh, they were getting on my nerves a little bit, too, as much as I love them. <laughs> yeah. And it was just they're getting bored. They need to be stimulated. They need their friends. They need running around. They need education. Yes. And, um, yeah, they're back at it today. So Well, well, uh, hopefully uh, all the parents and all the kids have had a good first day back to school and safe and everybody's uh, happy and healthy and wishing all our children out there a successful school year and a safe one. Agreed. So we are at the RA Center. We are earlier than normal because we are going to knock out the NFC. Now, listeners, you guys might get it split up into two episodes, but we are going to stay to a strict time limit per team. And we're going to see how much we can get in for 10 minutes a team. Um, maybe I'll put a little timer on. We'll get the old buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would give, us, give me the one-minute warning, and I'll, I'll give you the one-minute warning. i got to tell you, though, the NFC for me has always been um, a, a little less interesting than the AFC, only because growing up, and I could, you could probably attest to this, growing up in Elmer, is that we got – football was on NBC, ABC, and CBS. And the first game of the, of the day was at 1 o'clock, and it was usually uh, the New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, or New England Patriots because of based on where we live in the cable package. So – you know, one o'clock was what, as a kid on a Sunday, you're watching that first game, but the second game, it was like supper time. So I was a little less emotionally invested in the Cowboys or the Giants or whoever the second game was growing up. So that trip for me, that trickled down into adulthood. And uh, of course, I'm a Steelers fan. So, um, but I do love the NFC. It's a, it's a different brand of football. I find, even though the rules are the same and it's not like, uh, you know, National League, American League. It's just a, a slightly different brand. There's a different mentality in the in the NFC than the AFC. So, um. it's yeah, and I agree. Like uh, the later games, you know, I would not want to live in the West Coast in terms of like the earthquakes and uh, you know the whole beach bod uh, thing. <laughs> I just I don't buy into that. <clears throat> but <laughs> I I like my sweater time in the winter. <laughs> Uh, but the one time that I did go to the West Coast uh, with John Thornton invited us down for a hockey tournament. Troy Bopre and I went down and played in it. Um, we woke up. It was during hockey playoffs. Football wasn't in, but we woke up in the hotel, turned on the TV. You know, it was a rough night the night before. It was like 10 o'clock. We turned on. We watched the Rangers-Flyers uh, playoff game because they used to be a 1 o'clock start sometimes. Right. And then I just kept thinking. I was like, fuck, for football. I'm like, it's a 1 o'clock start. It'd be 10 o'clock in the morning, having your Cheerios, reading your newspaper, and having a coffee, watching the first game of the day. College would even be better because it'd be like a 9 o'clock start sometimes. It'd be awesome. And I thought that alone sold me on wanting to be on the West Coast. Um, as a sports fan. As, as a, a sports, sports fan. fan. As a sports you know. fan. I mean, really, you know, 
maybe you're healthier if this if you're outside in the sun all the time and you're just more active who knows but um as a sports fan the fact that your game in your time zone is the last one and that finishes at 10 o'clock and then you still have the rest of the evening and you're not like zonked for the next day yeah was amazing yeah no don't doubt no doubt no doubt so we're getting into the NFC. Uh, one thing that I heard on the way over here is that uh, Lael Collins, the right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, has signed an extension. I don't know if you heard that. 550, was that what it was? 550, uh, the first two years, and 20 million is fully guaranteed. Um, 35 million dollars guaranteed against injuries. So how good is he? I know Lael Collins is a big man. He's, he was important to the Cowboys uh, offensive line the last couple of years. I think he was hurt last year. But how important is he next to, uh, you know, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and those guys? Well, I mean, it's record-setting um, for contract-wise in terms of a right tackle. So he's the highest-paid right tackle in history. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, Dak is not left-handed, so it's not anything into that area where that's actually his blind side, which actually as a movie, I just watched that with... Uh, the blind side? The blind side. Um, Michael Ower. Michael Orr, very good. Uh, it was funny, actually, again, changing topics real quick, but uh, watching that movie and seeing Nick Saban represent LSU, yeah. uh, watching um, uh, LSU's coach now was representing Ole Miss at the time. Um, anyway, it was weird. It was funny to see, like, the, the legends, but that they had changed some teams sure. since that movie kind of thing. Anyway, it was... Uh, Anyway, good awesome. movie. Yeah. Interesting breakdown. But anyway, again, tackle, right tackle. He played more right, I think, more as well as or. But um, record setting in terms of contracts. So I think you're going to start seeing more and more of that. And you're paying your left side so much money, you got to have good balance. And hopefully this opens the door for a few other guys to start getting paid a bit more. I think overall the NFL is just going to start paying guys more because the guys are going to require it and they need to get as much as they can up front. So I'd be very, I'm really interested for the next collective bargaining agreement Yeah. Um, where uh, all those rookie salary limitations and caps uh, is really going to be a focus and not so much when it got flipped over, it was because of uh, money and the guy's got to prove himself. Now it's going to be uh, focused on health and longevity of these yeah. players, and they're not having the opportunity to make the money that they should be because of these limitations. And these, the players are just going to, you know, either strike or what. But it starts all these holdouts, all these resigns. Um, you know, it, it's setting the precedent for later. I just think in the uh, in the NFL, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know how many more years have to pass and how many more examples have to be made where the offensive line is the key to your success. I don't, and that's bottom line, exclamation mark, underline, highlight, bold face. If your offensive line is mediocre, you're only going to get so far in the playoffs before a team out, uh, out thinks you, out muscles you, out blitzes you. You know, and I look at the, every year, the, the teams that are in the Super Bowl, the offensive lines of both teams are, if they're not top five, they're top 10. Last year, yeah. and it looked like a guy like Whitworth, who, who plays for the Rams, who a uh, veteran guy who has, uh, you know, uh, prolonged his career with the Rams after a, a lengthy stay with the Bengals. He proves that guys can play a long time. It's not like a running back where you could plug and play. You know, offensive linemen are commodities. They deserve the money. They're so vital to their team. 
And uh, for me, it's it, if you look at the Steelers even, they've invested all their money, all their assets, really into the offensive line next to Ben Roethlisberger. So they're not afraid to say, look, we're gonna, our, our skill guys are going to step up and make plays, but if we don't have the offensive line, then what's the point? Our yeah. quarterback's going to be scrambling for his life, and, and the receivers are going to be running routes, and, and they won't even be able to finish their routes because the quarterback can't stay healthy, or the running back can't get five yards on a carry because the blockers stink. So I, I, why the NFL t- and these teams don't put a precedent on offensive line is beyond me, and I'm looking at a team like Miami. You know, you suck shit everywhere. <laughs> Right, every every single position is is subpar. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to just invest in an offensive line? Well, if they, you have, if you're going to spend money, invest in an <clears throat> offensive line and draft. Yeah. And then you can you can start filling in your spots via draft or via free agency. But like, you start there. I think. I mean, from the Dolphins' standpoint, I guess we'll see. You know, in the next few drafts, what their precedent is because they're getting a lot of good picks in return for guys that a are vets. on a picks. So it depends on how they use it. Are they going to be putting that for offensive line and picking up? Other than guys like Quentin Nelson, like there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like from a fan standpoint, a normal fan standpoint, there's no like gusto in terms of drive, um, drafting an offensive line unless he's like a the big sex name. appeal is not there it's, the not, sex it's not sexy I get it it's not sexy yeah but man for me it's sexy it's not sexy oh no. dear we're not yeah okay sorry <laughs> I hope I didn't get tested on my language there just now but anyway it's not sexy Pe- guys don't want to uh, like fans don't want to see that. Like it just doesn't excite them. They want the playmaker. They want the uh, the big play receiver. The the quarterback that's got a cannon for an arm. They want all that stuff, but they don't want to pay for the insurance. Uh, well, that's a perfect perfect way to put it. Kyler Murray's going to run for his life this year. Yeah, and luckily he can run. L- luckily he can run. But will that stunt his growth? No pun intended, because he's five he's foot he's six, five, right? A hundred percent is going to stunt his growth in terms of development uh, mentally and re- making reads and, and what he needs to do in the NFL to be successful long term, right? Uh, because you can only do that for so long because the defenses and the the player personnel on the defensive side of the ball are so good that it's it's going to neutralize them very quickly, and they're going to force them to do it. And so, does he develop enough to and get the experience to overcome that and, and to develop? The, you brought up the Dolphins. They let go or traded three O-linemen, I think. They got one guy back, a couple of picks. They did re-sign uh, Pouncey to a one-year, $9 million extension. Mike Pouncey? Um, yeah. And uh, that's the only positive thing I've seen from an offensive line standpoint that they've done. With I the heard char- that on the way char- over. Is he with the Chargers? No. They moved him last year. He was with, he was with the Chargers, unless, he, unless he's back with them. Uh, we'd have to look up. We'll have to. Where's it's Curtis? He was. Where? Yeah. Fuck. fuck. My fact checker. I heard that he signed, but they said they were talking about the Dolphins. They're like, anyway. Let's. We'll look that up. But if he if he's back with the Dolphins, that's an, that's a, a, probably a, a move in the right direction. It all starts at center, right? So, you know, I'm probably uh, wrong. Yeah. And whatever. You guys listening to this, you're gonna be like, what are they even talking about? Because I'm gonna cut that shit out because there's no <laughs> way I'm putting that on if I'm that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of podcasting. You know, the first team we're going to look at in the NFC. Cox. Oh, yeah? I'm wrong. Chargers. All right. So, so, so they, you they, Dolphins. You haven't done shit. You haven't done You've shit. You've got you rid stink. of your people, and you still got fucking <laughs> Daniel Kilgore as your center. Fuck you. You guys are done. Brace yourself, Miami. Um, 
Funny, the first team we're going to look at today uh, in the NFC, we're going to cover the NFC South first. The first team we're looking at is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they fall a lot, uh, along the lines of, um, you know, what we were just talking about. Bruce Arians has had success with teams with subpar uh, offensive lines. So if anybody can do it, it's him as a coach. And Byron Leftwich, also a, a, a not a very mobile quarterback back in his day, True. Is their offensive coordinator. Um, I think he's going to be an excellent head coach one day. But, you know, can he work miracles with the, with these guys? Jameis Winston it was drafted at one one slot ahead of Marcus Mariota, and he's shown really no progress over the, over the last three years. In fact, he's regressed. Um, this is his make-or-break year. This is make-or-break year. One, you haven't proved anything or haven't really lived up to your expectations. And two, Bruce Aarons is going to be your quarterback uh, coach and head coach. He's a guru. You ha- yeah, there is absolutely no room for failure for him. Um, yeah, I like Byron Leftwich too. A like great I think, coach. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's an old quarterback, so he's got a big quarterback mentality. He's going to understand the offensive line and what the limitations are, and in turn should dictate his play calls around that. Yeah. Around making very quick reads, get rid of the ball, uh, dump offs. Yeah. Uh, run game to keep them honest. Um, Again, I, that's what I feel is going to happen, and I think as long as Winston buys in, I think he might have a monster year. Hey, listen, it's his it's his ship because Blaine Gabbert's the backup. So you know they bring in a Blaine Gabbert. He's really there's no intention of Blaine Gabbert playing any. Um, it's not to push his his Jameis Winston to uh, you know, to lose a spot. So you bring in a guy like Blaine Gabbert. He's injury insurance, and that's it. He's not com- he's not coming in there to compete for the run the number one spot. So. You know, Jameis Winston, this is your year, pal. I look at their running game, Brock. Uh, you know, they got Peyton Barber slotted to be their starting running back uh, and Ronald Jones. Can you tell me a little bit about Peyton Barber? You know, over the last couple of years, they've lost a couple of running backs to free agency. They believe they just let uh, the kid, go, Derek Martin, go to uh, sign in Oakland a couple of years ago. No, he just got cut by No, he just got too, cut. Right? Did he really? Okay, so <clears throat> there you go. So what, what, do we, what, do we, uh, what can we expect from Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones? Uh... Barber has apparently done really well in the preseason. So that's why he slotted number one. I really think that uh, the Bucks are just waiting for Ronald Jones to kind of turn that corner. Yeah. Uh, they drafted him, I think it was last year. I think he was a rookie last year out of, I believe, Auburn. Um, not as confident in my answers after fucking up the uh, pouncy one. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Ronald Jones, the second. Um, anyway, he's a guy who I think should take over the role at some point at least like more like a 60 40 peyton barmer's a better pass catcher yep um but honestly like if jones doesn't live up to the hype or start to really turn a corner this year i just think that he's he'll turn out to be a bit of a bust as well and they're going to be looking to fill that spot moving forward now they looks like mike evans is questionable for this sunday um not a ton of depth at their wide receiver position they lost deshaun jackson to uh philadelphia he's back in philly yeah, uh, they picked up. They took a flyer on Brashad Perryman, who the I think the Ravens just sort of gave up on. Uh, I thought they gave up on him a little early, but he's he's slotted to to uh, to start across Mike Evans and the slot receivers Chris Godwin. Um, Chris Godwin's going to have a monster. Yeah, year. he's. I thought he had a good year last year, but what do you think about Brashad Perryman? Uh, he he. I don't think he's going to see the field much, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Like I think he's going to be. Uh, an injury away from getting some some playing time. 
Um, the way I see this offense going, it's going to be a two-man type receiving core uh, between Godwin and Evans when he's healthy. Um, and then <clears throat> their, one of their strongest positions on this team is a tight end. So with O.J. Howard and uh, Cameron Brait, and then the old Canuck, Anthony O'Clair, made the team. I saw that. Yeah, I saw so, that. Pretty pumped for him. A uh, kid out of Laval, Le Rouge Oui. Uh, but I think uh, he enjoys... Yes, another round of coffee, please. <laughs> Sorry, I got cut off. I need some more coffee. It's, uh, he needs more coffee, go. and I need some more rye. Uh, <laughs> Cameron Brait, Anthony O'Claire made the team. Yeah. O.J. Howard, starting, mm. starting tight end. O.J. Howard has the potential of being a monster. He showed life of it and little spazzes last year, but I think that with Aaron's offense, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, there'll be a two tight end set, but they'll be thrown out of it. Um, and O.J. Howard is going to get a lot of that, uh, a lot of those balls. But that's going to be the three spots, Godwin, Evans, and then a tight end. Generally, it'll be Howard with Brait taking a little bit more. Eau Claire will be more, more of a blocker, I think, at this point. Um, but that's going to be their offense. Yeah, and listen, um, I, I'm very, 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 very familiar with Bruce Arians. Both as, as well you should, offensive yeah. coordinator. Also, uh, when he went over to... Uh, he went over to, to uh, Arizona. They ran they ran practically the same offense with Carson Palmer uh, when he was at the helm. You know, two tight end, two wide receiver, or and or three wide receiver, one tight end, and always a single back. And it's um, it's throw the ball downfield. There's no messing around with Arians' offense. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I think Winston could have a good year if, like you said, if he settles for the checkdowns, if he's able to make that second and third read and and just not eye a guy down the whole time. Um, but uh, this is where we run into issues right now. What we were talking about before we got into the uh, offensive skill positions is the, I mean, their offensive line was not good last year. And have they improved? Uh, they're ranked 22nd uh, going into this. Um, and that's probably an upgrade from what they were last year. Yeah, they were, I think, if I look at it, I think they were about 27th to 28th last year after everything's said and done. Um, the biggest change is going to be Aaron's and his offense. Um, he can make an offensive line look really good in terms of quarterback play. Oh. And... Um, Godwin moving to the slot this year is going to be monstrous. So I can see there'll be a lot more timing routes with him. It's going to be very quick. Godwin's still not a small dude. He's like still 6'1", 6'2", or something like that. Big kid. At a slot. So uh, they're going to be looking to get him the ball quite a bit. Um, Their rushing last year was not the greatest, but also I think that has something to do with the efficiency of the passing game and stuff too. Um, Yeah, it's going to be... uh, there's no major moves for the Bucks in terms of the offensive line, though, so uh, it's going to be a matter of of gelling, too. A yeah. lot of the guys, it's, it's one other year. If they stuck together and worked together all season, um, you know, reporters and people who rank this aren't going to see that necessarily, but I'm going to tell you that if you get five guys that are buying in and putting the work in to get better from an offensive line standpoint, that cohesiveness will supersede any abilities you can yep. have oh, on yeah. the field. It's the five guys working as one. And I think if they did that, then we could be very surprised. And maybe they bought in with the new coach, a little rejuvenation in terms of excitement and yep. um, and feel around the locker room, and, and who knows. Let me tell you, 
I, it's a, I know it's a, a little bit of a different game from 2008, 2009. I get that. But uh, the Steelers won the Super Bowl with exactly that. And I think Bruce Arians was able to hide his offensive line's deficiencies by playing to their strengths. And everybody, every player's got a strength. They're not in the NFL if you don't have a strength. Right. So, you know, if a blocker is, 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 uh, uh, has quick feet but shitty hands, then Arians will adjust to that. If it's vice versa, if he's slow a foot but he can knock you out, he'll adjust to that. So I think Arians is a smart coach. He won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh as their offensive coordinator with the likes of Chris Kimowatu, Darnell Stapleton, Willie Colon. Willie. I mean, no name. Max Starks, I think, was at the, the left side of the line, but he was injured. And on the right side, I think, was a, was a, a, a first-round first guy. So, or, sorry, a, a rookie. Uh, he won the Super Bowl with that team playing this, that type of offense that, I, that we saw in Arizona and that, that we're likely see in Tampa Bay. So if there's a coach that can hide the deficiencies, it's certainly him. But anyway, we, they are... It's going to be interesting. I think so. Donovan Smith, like, we'll see what they do with the left tackle. He'd be the guy that I'm probably most worried about. Sure. Um, I'm just seeing here, I was looking him up, and he's let up 40 pressures in each of his last four seasons. They kept a lot of guys, eh? And uh, more than 49 within the last three or four, which is a lot. From a left tackle standpoint, that's a lot. Oh, sure. So sure. has he figured that out, um, or they have somebody who can kind of come in? Uh, their backup left tackle is Gerald Hawkins. Oh, they just picked him up from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pickup. And Pittsburgh is loaded on the offensive line, so Tampa Bay, that's a good pickup for you guys. I could see Gerald Hawkins pl- starting very, very soon. In fact, he he pushed the Steelers. He, ma- he made the Steelers, uh, that was a tough decision for them. So um, good on them. I had IR, forgotten yeah. they just signed that. Yeah. 6 6 three, oh, five. Yeah. That, yeah. Good hands. Like at this point, uh, once he picks up the offense, I think the only reason he's in the second role is because of the, uh, he hasn't picked up the offense yet, hasn't had a chance to. So That'll let's, be... uh, look, looking quickly at their defense, Brock, uh, they picked up Indomitian Sue. Awesome. Class act. He's going to be doing a lot of charity work. <laughs> um, you know, really a poster boy for your team. <laughs> Interesting. Again, if any, but maybe he learned something last year in LA in terms of how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe he brings some of that veteran experience to a, to a team that needs it. Uh, William Goldson, uh, good pass rusher. Uh, Levante David's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Can cover, can play, play any position uh, on the uh, on the back end there, and uh, we look at their their secondary. Uh, Vernon couple, Hargraves, Vernon Hargraves, yeah, Florida Gator, yeah, Florida Gator, Jordan Whitehead. Um, all, other than that, not a lot of big name guys. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, um, Carlton Davis. I can't tell you a whole lot about this team. I'm not expecting the Devin White, much. the linebacker from LSU. They picked up. Um, will be oh, very of course. good. Yeah, the guy they yeah. picked before uh, Devin Bush, That's right? Correct. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he'll be nice all right. Time. I think he might be scheduled in as a first-teamer as well. He right sure now, is. So. He's a starter. Um, yeah, he's in a good spot where he can make something happen. Hey, listen, he's playing right beside Levante David, who is I, I consider to be one of the best linebackers in the NFL. So um, they're um, kicking team. <laughs> we'll just, we're just going to skip that. But Bradley Pinion is their punter. Rack and Pinion? What do you think? Bradley O. Pinion? We got the uh, punt kick returner Bobo Wilson. That's an interesting name. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, listen, if anything, they're going to be entertained to listen to over the, over the PA. But, yeah, uh, kick returner, Matt Gay. Yeah, we got some, okay. guys, we got some names. We got some names. We got some names. Okay, why don't we check out, the, uh, check out their schedule and put a nice bow on the Tampa Bay fucking ears. All right. 
Tampa Bay. Not expecting a whole lot from Tampa. <clears throat> Have you already gone through them already? No, I didn't actually. Right. Then it's time. Um, I'll, I will name them off, and you give me. boy. A, let's whip them. Yeah, let's whip them off. Let me find T Bay here. Okay, 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 and they host <sighs> host San Francisco. I'm going to give them a win. So will I. At Carolina, loss. Uh, host the Giants, loss. Ooh, really? Okay. At uh, at L.A. Rams, loss. At New Orleans, loss. Uh, host Carolina. Ooh. I'm gonna give him a win on that one. Yeah, you know what? That's, those are always tough games to pick. I'm gonna give him a W. At Tennessee, uh, win. Ooh. Okay. At Seattle, loss. Hosting Arizona. Win. I think they win that one, yeah. Old team, yeah. yeah. Um, Host New Orleans. Loss. Uh, At Atlanta. (laughs) Fuck, you know what? New Orleans, that one I feel like is going to be a monster shootout. Yeah? I think so. I think think at New Orleans, or hosting New Orleans, uh, by that time, week 11. I'm giving it to them. Um, At Atlanta... I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a, a W there only because and we're gonna talk about Atlanta in a minute. The coach is on the hot seat in Atlanta, and if they don't overachieve or if they don't show something this year after making it to the Super Bowl, shit's gonna hit the fan. We're gonna figure 12. out what the stats are because you say oh the coach on the hot seat like that's gonna make them play longer. There's a lot. How many coaches have been on the hot seat that just ended up getting fired next season or halfway through because well, they couldn't fucking do it? Doug Marone and and uh, I think it's Dan Quinn. <clears throat> his name. Dan Quinn, Florida Gators defensive coordinator back in the day. Okay, we gotta find, anyway, we'll find out what uh, his name is. But, uh, that's, at Jacksonville. That's, that's who's the Atlanta's coach, isn't it's it? It's Dan Quinn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Dan yeah. Quinn. It is Dan yeah, Quinn. He's okay, the old good. defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on the hot seat. As well as he should be. At Jacksonville. So you gave them a win, Atlanta. No, I gave him a W there. Yeah. At Jacksonville? Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, hosting Indy? I'll give him that. Yeah, me too. At Detroit? I'll give him that. I don't know. Detroit's going to surprise. Uh, hosting Houston? Let me give him that. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, I'm going to give him a loss. Hosting there. Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta goes off the rails. I'm, Tampa Bay is going to do better than I thought, actually. Yeah, based on numbers, I'm at nine. I got a nine and seven for Tampa. I'm seven and nine. I feel sounds like I'm, about right. Yeah, I'm going to be very wrong. Seven and nine sounds way more realistic. All right, Tampa. Good luck in your season. And, ah, fuck. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. We'll be back. <laughs> fuck this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, we're back. The fucking Buccaneers are done. If yeah. anybody couldn't have told or couldn't have guessed, our prep on the Tampa Buccaneers was not very good. And I think that's because... We don't give two fucks no, about the Tampa Bay never, Buccaneers. They're never on TV. And what's that? Oh, hey, we're moving into our next team. Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> All right, we're moving okay. over to the Carolina Panthers. Hey, before we do that, I yeah. just got a message from George Singfield. Booyaka. Pep, I just listened to one of your podcasts while driving home from Nova Scotia. You guys are awesome. George Singfield. Gee, love you, Make buddy. Make sure don't change the channel. Just listen to the whole thing when you're driving. Focus on driving. Yeah. 
And don't fast forward when we start talking like idiots. Yeah. But I appreciate the listening. Yes, G. For a second, I Thank thought you. we were out live for a second. And I thought, oh, we're getting this. And we'll do that at some point. No. Now that I know that the RA Center has Wi-Fi, we can, we can live this oh, at really? a certain time. So if we get a prime time spot, we say, okay, you know, 7 o'clock, we're going to go live. And we can have it set up, and oh, people can put in questions, all that kind of stuff. That's a lot of pressure, man. I don't it know. It is a lot of pressure. Doing this now, knowing we could edit whatever is one thing. But then if we're live, we're like, uh, uh, <clears throat> so next that we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> you think you'd be scared? I'd be scared, yeah. What's up, CKCU, bro? That, that was, I'm, I'm nervous when I get on CKCU. It's like there's a boom mic, and i got to watch what I say. And if Yeah, I, I was going to say, are you more nervous about uh, swearing like online? Live on, oh, like, oh, yeah, big ass. Ah, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, this if, is you swear at CKCU, the station <laughs> manager's running from his office into you and he's doing the old like teacher scold. I was there once, yeah. it's not very far, yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just next <laughs> door. Yell, yeah. Quit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you swore, all right, I did. Thanks, I did. okay, yeah, perfect. Okay, I'll just get my suitcase and go. <laughs> suitcase, what are you going? You staying overnight? Hey, speaking of suitcase, <laughs> <laughs> we got the Carolina Panthers and crazy we talk about coaches on the hot seat crazy to think ron rivera would ever be on the hot seat he's done such a magnificent job with teams that really really had no business being more than eight and eight seven and nine you think he's on the hot seat i, I think he's on the hot i think there's a few teams on the hot seat and uh, i think him and mike tomlin specifically because of their longevity because of the fact that they've been there for so long i think guys like him and tomlin are on the hot seat for a different reason than doug marone and um the guy from atlanta yeah. dan quinn so you know, I, and I don't want—I don't want anybody to lose their job. I, that's never, certainly. Um, you're talking about people's livelihoods here. Don't you find that they just get fired and hired somewhere else anyway? Like, isn't it always Generally, the same yeah. people? I, I think it's just a case of their what their voice gets stale. You know, I think well, it's that's as what, simple that's as what that. I'm trying to bring up when you're talking about Tomlin. I'm like, is his voice stale in the locker room? Anyway, don't don't start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. My bad. Do not. My bad. Because I have no interest in going back to that. Okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Carolina okay. Panthers. Yes. I have Christian McCaffrey in my fantasy league. I am very much in tune with the Carolina Panthers. That guy is a house. He is white lightning. That guy is an absolute house. You see how much muscle he put on this summer? He's like... Ridiculous uh, amount. Like my twin. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I get confused for him all the time. Yeah. Uh, People say, Brock, did, did, are you actually... I say, no. No, I'm Brock Fleming. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I think they say, did you eat McCaffrey? I said, no. <laughs> but... Okay, let's start with their offensive line. Yeah, ranked tenth. They are ranked tenth right now. Uh, I promise you, by the end of the year, they are ranked higher. How so? Why is that? Because Matt Parity helped them a lot. <clears throat> Matt Parity is a huge, huge help. Um, I mean, uh, Trey Turner, uh, Taylor Moten. Uh, let me just see what they think. They got a seventy-nine plus pass blocking grades already. Um, and that's with a immobile Cam Newton. Yeah. I, I do attribute a lot of that to Cam Newton finally figuring out how to dump the ball off to McCaffrey, which he wasn't doing previous years because he'd always rely on his legs. Yeah. So the injury actually made him a better quarterback. I, th- I thought so too. And, I, you know, he was able to maybe check his ego and, and uh, check his arm because he does have a, a, a really strong arm, but he suffered a shoulder injury last year that affected his throwing. So I think he's learned a lot how to be a, a quarterback and uh, not just rely on his athletic skill. And over the years, the last, the last five years, I really think he's evolved into a really top flight NFL quarterback. But the center position for that team might be the most important on the offensive line because he does hold on the ball for so long. 
Um, you know, any pressure up the middle flushes him out and kind of throws him off. But he's able to get away from outside pressure a, a lot better than inside pressure, I find. Most quarterbacks are. If you get them inside, then they're out and they're, they can't just step up and keep throwing the ball. Once the pressure's up the middle, they have to go left or right. And now it's a rollout situation, which is completely different than just stepping up and making a throw. Yeah. Um, the, the Panthers, again, they're 10th, but I think uh, so they got um, rookie Greg Little at uh, left tackle, which is he's from Ole Miss, the uh, alma mater of Michael Orr. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be how does he hold up? But he's a he's a beast anyway. Phenomenal feet. Really good reach. Um, comes from, again, SEC-type pedigree, 6'5", 310. You know, they picked him in the second round for a reason. And uh, hopefully he lives up to, uh, uh, to the billing of what they expect him to. The fact that he's going right into his left tackle is, uh, you know, speaks volumes for their um, trust in the yeah. man. So yeah. uh, I think, you know, parody's that glue, not only from an uh, importance of the play and how Cam Newton plays, but the cohesiveness and, and gelling of that team and bringing all the rookies and stuff together and buying in and he's the leader he makes the calls you know so it's 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 extremely important Matt parody is gonna should be due for a bonus now they've changed as well they've made some wholesale changes along the uh, along the wide receivers uh you know they've lost devin funches uh they traded away kelvin benjamin a couple years ago steve smith's retirement after the, he was traded to the ravens so it's a whole new group, uh, starting with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Jarius Wright. So what, we, what can we expect? And they have Chris Hogan as a, as a fourth receiver right now on my, uh, on my depth chart. But what can we expect from their wide receivers? Uh, it's going to be on Cam Newton. It's going to be on how he gets the ball to them. So if he keeps in continuing to improve, uh, DJ Moore I really like. Curtis Is he, is he a Samuel. WR1? Um, Do they have a WR1 on this team? No, that's all waiting to be seen, I think. Um, but he's given the opportunity, and they believe that he has the tool set to do it, which I think is right. But so did the guys that they've released. Kelvin Benjamin, all those guys had those tool sets to do that and didn't live up to it. So, um, you know, it's next man up, and let's see if he can live up to the billing. Chris Hogan is a, is a good vet back there with yep. some stability. So, um, you know, he's probably more important than he is on the depth chart as he is more a locker room guy and yep. a meeting room kind of guy. Uh, along the lines with the Matt Parody type thing, those are um, key positions uh, that teams need to pay and fill because basically making their locker room better. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. <clears throat> How about Greg? Greg Olson is going to be a big question mark uh, health wise, eh? Yeah, you know it's tricky. If he stays healthy, he's lethal. You know, I know he's older, but he's a guy that Newton relies on heavily. Yeah. And uh, but it's all about uh, health for him. I look at uh, the tight end position in in the uh, NFC, and I think guys like Jason Witten and Greg Olson, and the difference between those two guys really has been injuries. You know, they've uh, yeah. they've both had good hands. They've both been their quarterback's uh, security blanket for many many years. But the difference is Witten has been able to stay healthy and healthy, so healthy in fact that he's coming back out of retirement. So I think when Olson hangs it up, Olson hangs it up. You know, and I, yeah, and I don't want uh, this again. It's a conversation for another day. But we talk about like Gronkowski just coming out now and saying he had fluid in his brain and uh, um, he had to get that drained and fluid in his knee. And he woke up one morning, he was able to push it in the back of his head, and it, it, it was an indent. And so, like, I look at a guy like Greg Olson, who's he's withstood some serious injuries and still been able to play. Mm-hmm. So, is this a case of one year too long 
for a guy like that. He's been in the league for a while. He plays in a in a on a position that's just like it's thankless. You know, it's all like it's a lot like the fullback in many ways, right? You yeah, got, you got to block. You got to catch. You got to block first. You got to be second, able to do everything. You know. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, he, great player. Yeah, when he's healthy, he's a great player. So is Jordan Reed. So is some of those. But they're just. Constantly, uh, whatever. I don't mean to put uh, Olsen in the same thing as uh, Jordan Reed. Oh, that's a good, com- good comparison. Jordan Reed was an excellent tight end for Washington before he got hurt. He was the guy who was the closest to like an Aaron Hernandez type. Yeah. He came out of the same offense. Yeah. Um, you know, his pedigree was great, so I had high expectations. Anyway, talking about that pedigree, uh, Scar- uh, Jordan Scarlett is the, right now, he's listed as a third back. Florida kid. Yeah. And Will Greer is the third string quarterback right yeah. now out of West Virginia, but he was a Florida, then transferred to West Virginia. Uh, but both of those guys are ballers, so I'm happy to see that they made those uh, made the final roster. So I think offensively what we can expect of them is some good good play, limit the turnovers, um, uh, ball possession type offense. Um, a North Turner offense. North Turner offense. West Coast, you know, ball possession, hang on to the ball. I expect big things from McCaffrey this year. But looking at their defense, you know, I am excited about this defense. My God. They upgraded a lot. Oh, my God. Gerald McCoy, <clears throat> Don Terry Poe, Kwan Short, Mario Addison, Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, Bruce Irvin. Mm-hmm. What a front seven. What Eric, an absolute bunch of monsters. They got Eric Reed back there. Eric, Yeah, we're talking in the secondary. Eric Reed, Trey Boston, Bradbury's underrated. Uh we look at the depth in the secondary. That might be an issue. If Ross Cockrell is your, is your first uh, free safety sub, you got problems. I saw enough of Ross Cockrell in Pittsburgh to realize he doesn't belong on an NFL roster. But um, you just like saying Cockrell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That was the wrong time for that. Was it? I don't know. I don't think so. It's the only sound effect I have. I love really. it. I yeah. love it. Anyway. Anyway, um, what more can we say about this defense? They're going to fly around. They're going to hit people. Uh, again, we talk about injuries. Can Luke Keekley stay healthy? How many more concussions can this guy have before the league has to step in and protect the guy from himself? He's Fuck, he uses that thing around his neck, that new technology there that's supposed to, like, pinch off yeah. some of the blood to your head and something else, and, he like, he's still got one through that. Um, it's... It's, it's only a matter of time, but I'll tell you what: the league is not stepping in to to do anything. The NFL, I just ha- has not shown me anything to indicate they would put the player safety above the betterment of the NFL. Yeah, you got to protect the guy from himself, you know. Yeah, and they're not going to do that because not so. all not all guys are Antonio Brown who want to want to uh, you know uh, protect themselves first and then play for their team. A guy like Keekley is the opposite. He's the ultimate team player. And will he'll throw caution to the wind at the risk of his own health. So um, I think it'll be a, it'll be a team thing. If the team sees it, the team will make that uh, that determination. And then if they really do, then it'll be along the lines of the Colts. They yeah. say, "Look, you're done playing. Well, you can have the money that you're owed for, whatever. But yeah. you are to stop playing because you've given everything you possibly can to this organization. We've taken everything we can from you, but we cannot take any more." in our right mind and see yeah. give any more. So yeah. here's the money. You're old. That's the rest of your contract. We'll honor it. Coach, yeah. work with the linebackers, whatever, but you are not to put a helmet back on. Yeah. And, you know, I thought um, <clears throat> bringing in Bruce Irvin's good. I think that's, you know, I, I just think they, 
I would have hung on. I would have hung on to Thomas Davis. I, I love that guy. He's yeah. a, what a leader! What a leader! And he was, you know, he he was surprised to be let go by by Carolina. Um, he loved the city, loved the team. Fit Ron Rivera's system to a T. Hard nose middle money, linebacker. Or why they let him go? I, just you know, well, you got the guys. The guy's older, yeah. you know, so the time to move on. And, you know, he's, he deserves a, a chance to play. I think they wanted to move on from him, maybe upgrade at that position. Did he get picked up somewhere? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he got picked up by, if I'm not mistaken, L.A. Chargers. So, All you right. know, that's a, but that's a good, solid veteran, actually. I thought I thought the Steelers should have picked him up. And a good veteran guy to work with the young guys. But, um, you know, it's that was that might be uh, something to look for in terms of their the second tier, the second level of their defense. Can they... Step up with uh, with Thomas Davis, their their leader, who has stepped up many many times over the course of the last couple of years with uh, Keekley uh, being hurt so often. So anyway, their defense lo- on paper looks spectacular up in the front seven. Anyway, we'll see how the secondary holds up. Eric Reed's been very very critical of the NFL, eh? Or or Jay Z and M- Miami, and he was he's he's been a Kaepernick supporter and. Um, Reed has been, yeah. yeah. So he's an interesting guy. Hopefully, he can focus on football when uh, when it's time to uh, time to play. But let's put a let's put a, a bow on the uh, the Pantera, the Panteros. We're getting better. We're at fourteen minutes. Yeah, we're doing so all right. We'll get under fifteen okay. for this. Okay, Brock. So uh, Carolina, go ahead. Yes, hosting the Rams. That's a loss. Yeah, hosting Tampa Bay. W. At Arizona. W. At Houston. <laughs> W. I'm going to give him a W. There. Hosting Jacksonville. W. w. Hosting Tampa Bay. W. Dub. Although, did I give... Uh, yeah, I give Tampa Bay the win on that one, so I can't give him... Fuck. It doesn't make sense anymore. Anyways, yes. uh, you know, when we do the reviews, I always feel for the team, so I think I give them better results there, than they're supposed there's to. There's X factors here. Yeah, fuck it. All right, bye. Uh, at San Francisco. W. Win. Hosting Tennessee. A w. At Green Bay. Fuck, I'll give them a loss there just because. Yeah. Atlanta, they host a ho- win. Ho- host Atlanta? Host Atlanta. Week 11, I'll give them a W. At New Orleans. It's a loss. Yeah. Hosting Washington. W. At Atlanta. I think I'm going to give them a loss there. Uh, hosting Seattle. I'm going to give them a W there. It's week At 15. Indianapolis. W. Hosting New Orleans. Give them a loss. Uh, New Orleans is really strong. So New Orleans is strong, but I think they get one out of two. One, two, three, four, f- five, six, seven. Eleven eight, and five. Nine, ten, eleven. I'm eleven and five, and I kind of want to give them both Atlanta games. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give them twelve and four. Oh, Carolina. Oh, Carolina. All right. There we That's have it, it for that one. Who we got oh. next? Anyway. Whatever. Stay tuned and you'll hear what it is. Jacking hammers and bows, back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing a foe, a knock on the door. Who is it? I happen to know the one with the flow. Who is it? It was me, I suppose. It's getting very hard to turn that off. Oh, it's better than the actual team. Oh, way better than the actual team. Oh. Actually, I have Ludacris winning seven, Atlanta <laughs> winning four. <laughs> oh, boy. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot mess. Yeah. Listen. Jeez, what, two years removed from the Super Bowl or three? Three. 
when was it the most depressing moment I've ever seen on NFL television? Arthur Blank standing on the sidelines, holding his girlfriend's hand, watching his whole team implode in front of him over the course of about 45 minutes. Did it? Did they go? I can't. Was it Atlanta? Patriots beat Atlanta. Patriots lost to the Eagles. Patriots beat the Rams. You know what I don't like hearing? Patriots everything? Yeah. Uh, You know, that loss... I mean, that loss really, I think, they're, n- they're not going to get back to the Super Bowl, I don't think, after that loss. I just think that it's so demoralizing to know you're up 28-3 at halftime in the Super Bowl. To lose it like that, the way they lost it, go into overtime, first overtime game in NFL history in the Super Bowl. That's their Bill Buckner. That's the Bill Buckner, man. That you know what I mean? Bill That's Buckner. what it is. They'll, they'll be like, you know what? The curse of, I don't fucking know what they're going to call it, Tom Brady. I hate it. For it to be Tom Brady, but the curse of the Patriots, the curse of Belichick. Yeah, say you know what, this the the Falcons are not getting back there anytime soon. And you know it's crazy. And now we're going to look at their offense really quickly, <clears throat> and then move on to their defense because we got a lot to cover today. But you know their offense on paper is absolutely loaded, and it has been for the last five six years. You know, starting with Matty Ice, he's a he's a he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL. But you said exactly that for the last five or six years. So they were up. They had gone through the, th- the, the learning process and then got to an elite offense five or six years. Are, have we reached the top of that bell curve? Are we seeing Matty Ice come down? I, you know, I, I look at their um, – that depends on Calvin Ridley, if you ask me. I, like, you know, jo- Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu are known entities. Jones is maybe the best receiver in the NFL. Size, speed, hands, everything. Was. Yeah. Was. Yeah, he's, and he's questionable for week one. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, we were talking about him after, on the last podcast. He's he is the, he is like a freak athlete. Yeah. Um, is he a number two or is Calvin Ridley your number two? But I mean, you got some serious talent, big, strong, fast. All three of those guys. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is going to take the top off of some from some defenses for sure. But Sanu is your number two. Devontae Freeman is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So they say. So they say. If he stays healthy. He actually should have a pretty good year. Yeah. Like like you said, on paper, these guys can be good. Yeah. Uh, so is it have anything to do with the you own know, Dirk Coder, Coder or whatever his name is, the offensive coordinator? Fuck, he was brutal in Tampa Bay. <clears throat> you know, like... Is he still there? Yeah. Is he still their offensive coordinator? Yeah. And it's Dan Quinn, their head coach. And DC, yeah. Dan, Dan Quinn is on the hot seat this year. Probably more so. The only other guy maybe hotter is uh, Dan uh, Doug Marone from uh, Jacksonville. I mean, Doug Marone needs to turn that that team around. They've got talent, but um, probably uh, probably going to slice that part out. Where you say the only guy hotter is this guy, and that <laughs> might start this episode. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good time for an air horn. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, listen. All right. On pay. That something smells that good. Something smells good. Yeah. Uh, on paper, money in the bank. Break their, time. Their offensive, <laughs> their offensive line underachieved last year, and they've got some talent. Alex Max, a very, very good center. Uh, Jake Matthews needs to have a better year than he did last year, I think, at left tackle. They weren't tackle. bad. They I weren't don't bad. Think he was bad. No, they, they weren't bad at all. I just think, you know, James Carpenter, not, not the best left guard in the NFL. Um, they need to improve. But they have the talent to improve. It's not like they're bad. They, they have the talent up there up front to... They drafted two guys who are in their starting lineup 
So uh, Lidstrom, the right yeah. guard from Boston College, and then the right tackle, Caleb McGarry from uh, Washington. Okay. Um, again, both real top picks. Um, we'll see how they hold up. Yeah, we'll you see how I mean? they hold like, up. But that's... The rookies are they're an unknown entity. They've done well in college, but we both know that that's not everything. So although from an offensive lineman standpoint, I think it's a little bit better, a yeah. little bit more telling. Um because you know, I feel like it's a little bit more transferable and less, less of a jump, maybe. But anyway, um, Austin Hooper, very good tight end, serviceable tight end. Luke Stalker, uh, I think he played was I think it was a Tampa Bay last year. Good tight ends, yeah, you know, ser- serviceable guys. But Hooper's you know, you may good. not need them. You may, you know, you've got so much talent in the wide receiver position. You know, they're one of the few teams that still uses a fullback for some of their sets. Right, right. You know, big Keith Smith. Yes, big dude. He's I, a big dude. I, I'm looking at the. You know what? It's funny, and I, I don't want to spend any time, extra time on Matt Schaub. But you want to look at the NFL, and I see teams that have, like, you know, the Case Keenum's of the world, and the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, and these like second chance veteran guys. I'm surprised Matt Schaub hasn't had another chance at, at starting in the NFL. He had. He was really, really good in Houston when they had. Uh, oh, geez, the name slips my mind. The running back. They had a really, really good running back and a really top-flight wide receiver, and they won 12 games one year with Matt Schaub behind the uh, Arian Arian Foster. Oh shit! I yeah. mean, he was. They had a good year, and the they Tennessee. had a good team. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't had another shot. He was. Yeah, he was very good. Not with Schaub, that. but Arian Foster. Arian Foster, yeah. So hey, maybe you just called it. Maybe you just Matt Ryan. If you're listening, you're going down this year. Apparently, and Schaub is <laughs> Matt Schaub's his, taking your Matt job. Matt Schaub is taking your job, and he's going to uh, Nick Foles it all the way well, to the hey. Super Bowl. He's a Nick Foles type. Like he's not. It, he's not very mobile, but he can read defenses. It might take that. That's what's going to take to break the old Buckner curse. Like I don't. I don't understand. I don't fucking understand anything with the NFL in terms of quarterbacking. And the Colts signed Brian Hoyer as as their backup to Jacoby Brissett, who they just signed for thirty million. And you're not going to give. Million, yeah. You're not going to give Matt Schaub, a guy like Matt Schaub, a chance to just sort of transition you to a draft pick because you're not winning with Brian Hoyer. You're not going to win with Jacoby Brissett. Like well, I, Matt Schaub is. Is a win- I mean, he's a veteran On the guy. Atlanta Falcons roster. He'd come on they the can't Chiefs. can't just go and make a trade. What the fuck are they going to trade for him? It's a seven, sixth and seventh for Schaub. I don't know. Just to transition you to... Uh, this is the... Uh, anyway. Anyway. It's late. Listen, all I know is that there, there are worse situations in the NFL and that teams have just bypassed guys like Schaub and Kaepernick. What did the uh, fucking I, Dolphins, they traded Kiko Alonso oh, for a bag of whiteboard markers. Unbelievable. Like... Anyway. I have no idea what they're doing, but... Anyway, we, I think we both agree Atlanta has all the talent on paper. Whether they can translate on the field, is Dirk Cutter the guy to call the plays? Is Dan Quinn's hot seat going to get too hot for them? Um, I'm looking at their defense. Their defense has always been, you know, they're, they're fast but undersized. Have they addressed that this year, Brock? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's going to be very similar to what it was last year. Vic uh, Beasley's a small defensive end. Might be wide, but he's not very tall. Yeah, he's a, you know he's he's got, his bull rush is probably better than any 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 uh, outside move he can do. I will say Dan Quinn is pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. So one thing you, you talk about Atlanta not having maybe the the star studded lineup on uh, roster on the defensive side of the ball, but for what they've done with it has been pretty decent. So. I expect a lot of the same where it's, 
you know, again, there's no huge names. There's no like, wow, we went out and signed this monster guy. Yeah. But I think as a team, I think you're going to see a lot of rotation. A lot of these guys who are uh, backups are guys that can play. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see a lot of those rotations, especially from the front seven. Um, and I think you're just going to see them fly around as yeah. much as they can and, and try and wreak havoc. But, uh, you know, Atlanta's always relied on just outscoring the opponents for yeah. a lot of it. So they, you know, the defense is going to need to step up a bit, but their their best defense is an offense is putting up points and keeping the other, the opponent's offense off the field. And it's a, it's a tough thing because they play, have to play New Orleans twice a year. And New Orleans at, at some point realized we can't outgun everybody all the time. So New Orleans went ahead and they've addressed their defense over the through the draft last couple of years, and uh, the, I mean even the year they won the Super Bowl, we're talking way back still, but they're a perennial Super Bowl contender because they finally decided, hey, we got to put some stock in our defense. So uh, I just find Atlanta hasn't, um, but you know, like you said, great coach, um, run in, run guys in and out, different sets, different looks, different blitzes. We'll see what they can do, but uh, it's a, the team looks very similar to last year on the defensive end, so. Um, we'll see where they go. Matt Bryant, I know we, we, we laugh about the kickers, but Matt Bryant's one of the best kickers in the NFL. So yeah. um, Kicks in a dome. Kicks in a dome. 50 to 60% of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of kickers that would be really good. Oh, let's, let's, do, let's, do the Falcons, um, let's do the Falcons <clears throat> schedule here. Uh, uh, you know, no, they're a tough team. Man. They, they could be 12-4 and four or 4-12. and 12. I, I have no idea. Let's have a look. Why don't we have a look? All right, let's go. At Minnesota. Loss. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hosting Philadelphia. You know what? I'm going to give him a W there. Yeah, same. At Indianapolis. Jeez. I'm giving him a dub just because I don't think Indianapolis is going to be very good. I, yeah, but the, you know what? Home. I'm going to give. I'm going to give Indy a win. Uh, I already gave uh, Indy the loss okay. earlier, so I got it. Uh, hosting Tennessee. Give him a W there. Well, I have them dub. Yep. At Houston. That's a tra- That's a tough. No, it's a loss. At Arizona, I'll give them a, you know I'm what? That's going to be a good test. Yeah. To see what their defense looks like. Yeah, especially from the front. I'll give them a W. Veteran team against a rookie quarterback. Uh, hosting the Rams. Yeah, that's a loss for yeah, me. Yeah, good night, sunshine. Yeah. Seattle hosting Seattle. That's a loss for I think me. So too. Bye. Then at New Orleans. Loss. Yep. At Carolina. A loss. Yep. Uh, hosting Tampa. I give them a W there. Uh, I have Tampa beat him twice, so no, I can't. Uh, New Orleans, hosting New Orleans. Oh. I'll give him a win on the fucking one of them. I'll split with New Orleans. Hosting New Orleans at week 13? Yeah. I'll give him a W there. Uh, hosting Carolina. I'm going to give him a W there. Oof. At, at San, San Fran. Francisco. Yeah, loss. A uh, W, sorry. Uh, hosting Jacksonville. Two coaches on the hot seat. They might not be there by that time. I'll give him a W. Yeah, and at Tampa Bay. I'm going to give him a loss at that last one. Yeah, Tampa Bay already got that. Well, that's a lot of wins, though. I got seven. I have them nine and seven. So, again, you know, looking at this division, Carolina looks to be the class of the division, according to... Oh, we haven't talked about New Orleans Easy. Whoa. Fuck, you're giving it away, whoa. man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, Tom who and knows? Ed. Who knows? Tom and Ed, Uncle Tom. Okay, let's give that air horn a little blow. <laughs> That's also going to be edited out. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back.
see Blue sink and bleed and the sky so smoke and blue green I'm gonna let it go until we get to the chorus though Good idea but For those who haven't figured it out New Orleans is up next is muddy that I'm New Orleans is sinking man and I don't wanna swim for the record, New Orleans is not sinking. No, but based uh, on my predictions. Uh, thoughts go out to the people in the Bahamas who are dealing with a hurricane. Dorian five. Dorian. Um, I think awful, it's down to a three now. Awful stuff. They, it was unfortunately a five for them, but uh, thankfully it's down to a three. Whether or not it picks up more energy, it stuck but, over the Bahamas for a while too. Wasn't oh my god, two hundred sixty-five kilometer un- winds. Unbelievable. So. Um, hope hope uh, everyone is uh, able to rebuild. Uh, who knows what it's going to look like when it passes. But <sighs> New Orleans, the Saints, I got to tell you, maybe the most talented team in the NFL uh, to a man. I, you know, they've they got one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver, <clears throat> one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best. I, I can't think of another team with, with more skill at all the skill positions. Maybe the Chiefs. Chiefs, maybe Rams, Chiefs. maybe Rams, maybe, but Gurley, who knows? You know, Gurley's knee is uh, still bothering him. But um, Alvin Kamara is the uh, Sw- Swiss Army knife of running backs. Can run, can catch, can picked do him up every- off of waivers. Picked him up off of waivers. Oh wow! Picked him up off of waivers three years ago, or whatever the hell it was. Kept him ever since. <laughs> I look like a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, Teddy I'm Bridgewater, not, no. you know, uh, going to learn another year under under Breeze. Maybe he'll get a shot somewhere at some point. Ah, fuck! I hope Teddy Bridgewater does something. Yeah, good. yeah. It's quite quite the story. Yeah, and I feel like if he can get that opportunity, uh, whether it's taking over for Breeze after the Saints win the Super Bowl this year or yeah. what, um, I think that solidifies that story and that uh, the movie will be made shortly. Uh, you know, I thought uh, the Jets should have kept him. You know, uh, Sam Darnold was a good pick, but. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was the Sam Darno. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Darnold. I don't know why I keep calling that. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater was the man in Minnesota and was a Blair Walsh fucking shanked field goal away from... Uh, Taking on the playoffs. You know? Or like going to the second round. Go, no, going to the conference finals. All right, third round then. You know? Um, Whatever. You always got the answers. All but, right, moving uh, on. <laughs> but that, you know, was... Teddy Bridgewater was the man, and to lose his job the way he did was shattering his leg in practice... Destroying, um, destroying his, his leg. leg. The you fact know. that he's even on a roster and he's not the Byron Leftwich of the New Orleans Saints, where he's like the OC now, yeah, yeah, uh, is amazing. And he's young, so you know, I, I, you hope that his he can add a second chance somewhere, and he it's not a Robert Griffin situation where he just hasn't been able to start anywhere after that. But um, looking at Taysom Hill is one of my favorite players in the NFL. He can do it all. Pass, run, third down back. I know he's, yeah. he's an interesting kid. He catches the ball. Fuck, does he ever take a lot of touchdowns away from Kamara? Hand off the I fucking know, ball. I know, I know. Every I time know. it's a read option, I'm like, Kamara walks in the fucking end zone, and Hill's got it, and he's powering his way into a touchdown. Well, he gets in, but like by inches. Just give him the fucking ball, guy. You're screwing me over here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if uh, their offensive coordinator gives a shit about your fantasy I team. I know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I care, but your happiness is important to me, mainly uh, because you're, this is your operation with all the equipment and yeah, stuff, and you can f- sabotage Fantasy me. football funds this. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go Camara. So, uh, for all of you listening, we're having uh, a spat. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, let's get back to Ted. <clears throat> Ted Ginn Jr. got hurt in the last uh, last game of the preseason. He's injury prone. Kind of a big deal. He's uh, he's important to their uh, to their offense, but uh, very good route runner. Jared Cook. They picked up Jared Cook. Um, play tight end like they needed another another uh, weapon josh hill very good uh, tight end their uh, offensive line one of the best in football would you agree uh yeah uh not as highly ranked as i thought they would be uh, some of the other ones i've seen where they should be higher and i would put them in the top three yeah this uh, ranking i have right now has them number seven uh um, interesting but the two tackles they have between uh Ramzik and armstead probably the two best tackle like that combo oh, in the league yeah um i would give him that um you know pete's a big monster inside War- larry warford's a monster too they're both monsters yeah. like i just i don't know how who they got ahead of patriots fuck you At indianapolis okay quentin nelson is a monster yeah. so he automatically brings it but i didn't think that the whole offensive line for the colts would be higher tennessee titans steelers cowboys and then eagles at number one, I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to argue those with Jason Peters in the mix and, and you know Jason plays Kelsey the, as a center is a monster, fucking he, awesome. He's agile. He can he can run out. He can you know he does it all. Run block, pass block. He's uh, but, he's horrible on but, terms of the catching Kelsey reality show. Oh, it's terrible. Those two brothers I can't watch. But that. anyway, Be- uh, best offensive line in football. Or one of them, anyways. So they've got it oh, all right up there, and they'll end the season higher than what they are right now. Yeah. So what's what's more to say about the, about their uh, their offense? Latavius Murray's their backup running back. He, he'll get some he'll get some runs, but um, Dwayne Washington. They really like Dwayne Washington uh, as a, as their third stringer. He who's going to bump up to second because Latavius Murray's out for the first week. Uh, there's your uh, fantasy fantasy football pro tip. If anyone has Latavius Murray, fuck, I do. You have Latavius Murray, okay. but he's only a handcuff for Camaro. I think he's questionable. He'll never, he won't play until unless Kamara gets hurt. Right. Um, Let's look at their D. Brock. Uh, yeah. Interesting defense. I think linebackers, they've upgraded with Kiko Alonso. Uh, Demario Davis uh, is an all-fields uh, all type linebacker. Can uh, play the run, play the pass. Uh, A.J. Klein, very, very good. Kiko uh, Alonso is Kiko a huge. Alonso. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and also that bumps out Alex uh, Anzalone, who's a Florida Gator, who I thought played really well last year, for all things considered. So on my ESPN depth chart, I have Anzalone questionable and AJ Klein questionable. So maybe picking up Kiko okay. was uh, was strategic uh, more of a backup for the, thing. And yeah, uh, so he might step in for depth. game one. But those guys, they don't they don't just sit. Like if the other guy's healthy, they don't sit. That's the thing with defenses, and what you're finding a lot more is. They have to be aggressive. Yeah. And by being aggressive means that they're on the go. And when they keep moving and offenses are a lot quicker to run plays and you still want to be aggressive, you need to have rotation and you need to have fresh legs yeah. all the time. Yeah. So the, the importance of depth and having guys like, you know, in this case, Anzalone or Alonzo as a backup, um, you know, with Hen- anyway, rotating those guys and getting them in is vital to the aggressiveness of a defense and that's going to make or break a team and the, the saints have been getting a lot better on the defensive side of the ball since eli apples arrived in new orleans has he has he improved i mean he was a little bit of a disappointment i think in new york uh, most people can agree that uh, new york maybe did they, did, they, did they give up on him a little bit too early or um system <clears throat> you know sometimes it's just got to be it's just a a, a wake-up call you know what i mean eli was drafted fairly high with the giants so there's a lot of pressure in New York, regardless of how bad your team is. You're in some pretty big spotlights. Yeah. Um, New Orleans doesn't have that. The fact that, you know, if you think you go from a high 
uh, a high draft pick um, to being untradeable. Sometimes you have that sort of mentality um, or you just kind of get into that um, complacency, yep. having a wake-up call saying, hey, they, they shipped me off. They didn't get maybe mu- as much back as I thought I would be worth, and now i got to prove myself. Yep. Or I'm on a team that actually has a fucking chance of winning a game this century. You know, so I have yeah. a renewed energy of like, hey, I'd like to contribute to a winning team as opposed to just, you know, playing like, for myself or playing yeah, for, for my I, contract. I or, see that with uh, uh, OBJ doing the same type of thing this year, having that extra spark to be with a, uh, a team that there's a lot of energy and that's across the board. It's yeah. not just, hey, we have OBJ, you got to fix this. It's everybody's there. And if they're all buying in, I think that re- rejuvenation is really key in an athlete's career. And I think Eli is uh, is handling that. But the fact that we haven't heard a lot about him is probably a good thing. Yeah, and it, you know it's hard to it's hard to debate anything you just said there. I mean, truly, and it, the, the, you make a good point about OBJ. The question is, you know, for a guy like OBJ, and I'm not not necessarily Eli Apple because he's not he's not in the spotlight like OBJ. But you know, if the Browns go zero and two, and they come out the gate and they shit the bed. The, the, are you suddenly like, oh no, here I am again. Uh, here I am again in a losing situation. I, I can't do this anymore. So I'm curious to see what happens for a guy like OBJ in the spotlight with losing a couple of games. But yeah, Eli Cleveland Apple, comes out 0-2. They're going 0-3 too because they got the Rams in week three. Right. But I think Eli Apple had a, a good second half of the season last year with um, with New Orleans. And, uh, you know, Marcus Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore are hard-hitting, good cover safeties. So they're they're loaded. I mean, they're loaded. This team is is loaded. They they should be the class of this division. But you know, Carolina is going to make life uh, pretty hard for uh, for everybody defensively. I just I really like what Carolina has done. But um, Will Lutz, the guy can kick. The guy can kick, and he can kick again. It's in a dome, but he can kick, and he can kick from far. I think he hit. Didn't he hit a fifty-five or fifty-six yarder last year for the to win a game, like? The guy can kick. So, uh, there, uh, look, I he's like... He's a kicker. He's a kicker. I know. I know. <laughs> I like can the throw. Ki- uh, American I, run. It's the, fifth, it's the NFL, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Get a good kicker. you got a good cut kicker. Hey, Nowadays, you know, anything under 50 is like, listen, whatever. Listen, the Bears are still, are still looking for a kicker. Yeah. The Bears should invest in a dome, and they'd be fine. <laughs> Jeez. But that's... Man, Matty P., uh, he was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Soldier Field is... Uh, you want a kicker to oh, be yeah. consistent, whatever, then take the weather out of it. That's yeah. why Will Lutz is good. That's <laughs> why... <laughs> Not that you can't... He wouldn't be good anyway, but if you're in a dome, newsflash, yeah. it's going to be a better uh, result so, for a kicker. Um, fuck you, Will Lutz, I guess is what we're saying. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at New Orleans' schedule here. Let's do it. All right. Getting um, closer. 11 minutes? All right, not bad. Not bad. New Orleans, New Orleans. I already did okay. it. Where is it? All right, they All host right. Houston. Are you doing it? Is that what you're setting up? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do it. Sure, yeah, okay. you do it. Host Houston. Yeah, win. Uh, at the Rams. Win. Oof. At Seattle. Win. Oof. I'm going to give them one loss there. Uh, host Dallas. Win. Yeah. Host Tampa. Win. At Jacksonville. Win. That's a tough one. At Chicago. Matty P, oh. we're making up for it now. I'm saying it's a loss. Okay. Host because Arizona. Because Will Lutz, Will Lutz doesn't have his dome at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> host win. Arizona. Win. Okay. Uh, host Atlanta. Win. At T-Bay. I think by Lost. this time. They, yeah. Uh, what did I give T-Bay here? T-Bay. Yeah. I'm going to give them a W there. Sorry. Find them again. W. Uh, host Carolina. Win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At Atlanta. Loss. Okay. What did I give Atlanta? 
get them a W. I ain't even lost there too yet. Uh, host San Francisco. Win. Not, oh, San Francisco is going to suck shit. Host Indianapolis. Win. At Tennessee. Win. W. At Carolina. Loss. Yeah. So they got. Oh. I got a 12 and 4. 10, 11, 11 and, 11 and 5, 2. Okay. Interesting. So there you have it, folks. That's the uh, NFC South. We have, uh, I have Carolina and New Orleans at 11 and 5, both at 11 and 5. Atlanta 9 and 7. So three teams plus 500, potentially. Um, I know there's fucking there's rye all over my sheet here. Um, that's what happens when you show up uh, at 5 o'clock at a pub. Yeah, I'm about to have a, a third-pound hot dog juice all over my friggin' sheet in a second. <laughs> a third-pound hot dog. Who even, who even makes a third-pound hot dog? I'm going to tell you who's going to eat one. The RA Center. The Cardinals Red Sea Report. All right, we're talking Arizona Cardinals. I could not find a song that was any good. Yeah. Uh, much like their team, that was a podcast for the Arizona Cardinals. I am not afraid of any of my listeners going over to the Arizona Cardinals podcast because they suck. <laughs> NFC West is what we're covering right now, and we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, oh, uh, you know, this whole division used to be uh, competitive. You know, 49ers at one point were, were competitive when they had uh, Jim Harbaugh and, you know, Super Bowl bound uh, in 2015. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, I think, are going are gonna to trend upward again this year after a couple of down years. But uh, all in all, Cardinals and, uh, and Niners, Jesus Christ. Right. Let's so, just fire them off here. Let's yeah, just see what we're we gonna got. We're going to double down. We're going to get both these done in 10 minutes. Arizona Cardinals, offensive line, preseason ranked 30th. <laughs> There's 32 teams. Kyler Murray... Will be lucky to last the season. Yeah. Um, and if he does, he's going to wear out about 13 pairs of cleats. Get ready, Brett Hundley. <clears throat> You're coming in. You're coming in. Uh, I, you know, it's not it, for long. It's tough to see a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, who is an absolute class act of a player. Every every wide receiver in the NFL should watch film on this guy. On the field, off the field, how he scores. He's like a, the Barry Sanders of, of uh, uh, wide receivers. I'm like, are you going to say something else? Barry Sanders was football. Was like the Barry uh, Sanders, Sanders of football, okay. yeah, well, of wide receivers in terms of how he's the class act when he scores a touchdown. It's not Slot a he's not a rah rah guy. Um, it's 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 tough to see him come back for one more year for this shit. I I'm surprised he's loyal. I give him I give him that give him that as loyal, but he's coming back to a team that. That features David Johnson, who's always hurt. Uh, I like Charles Clay and Max Williams at tight end. I mean, there's some potential there. Max Williams especially is a very, very good offensive tight end. But A.Q. <clears throat> Shipley, Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh sucks. Um, J.R. Marcus Sweezy. Gilbert's the guy from Pittsburgh. Marcus Gilbert's the guy from Pittsburgh. Can't stay on the field. But when he's on the field, he's... he's and they got him at right tackle, so a little less pressure. But what can you tell me, what can you tell me about D.J. Humphreys at their left tackle? <sighs> they suck. J.R. Sweezy? They allowed the league's second most total pressures, 218, fourth most hurries at 142, the second most hits, 42, and the second most sacks, 34, all while they ranked dead last among teams in snaps played per pressure, 2.6. And even though they added Sweezy and Gilbert, 
Um, these guys are not going to be much better. Well, look, um, they, Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk are the are the uh, receivers on the offside of uh, of Fitzgerald. I like Kirk. Yeah, so do I. I like Andy and Isabella as a uh, as a slot receiver. They just picked up Michael Crabtree. Um, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but you know, Michael Crabtree and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, we're talking all pro, two thousand one. Yeah, we're talking combined age of 2001. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where they're going, what the direction this team is. Uh, clearly, they've, they've gone younger at quarterback, but they've, they haven't anywhere Does else. Does Fitzgerald get traded during the season? I, I don't think so. I think he wants, to play, he, I mean, he wants to play one more year, and he wants to play one more year in Arizona. I mean, he's loyal. Okay, so he's, he's given up I, on, I, on wanting to I, win. I think he's done. I think okay, he, so they had their chance. They had their the chance. Steelers and fucking blew it. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. And I All think right. that's, you know, maybe I can respect that if he's just like, fuck it. Yeah. But he's got enough money. Like, uh, anyway. Yeah. On the defensive end, look, their secondary is going to be one of the worst in the NFL. They're starting a rookie at cornerback. Um, but they Myron have some Murphy? In- yeah, they have some interesting names at linebacker, though, that, that could make things fun to watch. Um, Terrell Suggs, Jordan Hicks, who I thought the, the Steelers should have put a, uh, a bid on. Jeez. Um, Tremaine Brock Sr. Chandler Jones, athletic outside linebacker. Um, but aren't they all getting a bit old now? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he, you know. Like Suggs has been in more episodes of Ballers than he has getting in the backfield. Suggs is still a beast, though. He is a beast. He I'm had not, a great year last year. And, you know, they goes, he goes to Arizona. It's, like, it's grass. It's warm. You know what? Like, I'll say the thing for Arizona because he's an older guy. Arizona, the dry heat is actually probably going to be very beneficial for his body. Oh, yeah. He's like torn. Humidity just destroys people. He's torn both his Achilles at some point in his career. He's torn a bicep. He, and, you know, to recover in Baltimore in December is not easy. So, you know, I, I wish him well. I mean, Jory Porter went there to end his career. Uh, they've had a history of guys go there, especially at linebacker, to go and end their careers there. So That's well, a good transition because yeah. there's a lot of retirement uh, yeah. retirees down there. Yeah, hang out so play golf. Yeah, but you know DJ Swearinger and Tremaine Brock, and there's nobody strikes fear in anyone. So we're just going to g- skip all this nonsense. I'm not a big fan of Arizona. I hate their uniforms. Um, fuck too much piping, guys. Like too you know, much piping. Go, go back to J- Jake Plummer's days where they had the little sunshine on the fucking sleeve. Simplify shit. There, you got too much shit going on. You look, you look like the Falcons, really, with a white helmet. Too much piping. Andy Lee's their punter. He's one of the best in the NFL. Okay, off to uh, <laughs> off to their record here. I'm, I'm just this will be very quick. I don't know if I started doing it because I checked off they won against Detroit in Week One, no. and then I had nothing else. I can't remember if I didn't finish or if that's what I thought the record was going to be. The only reason they might win against Detroit because Detroit's horrible. Is Detroit's not very good, but they're hosting. That's the only reason. Yeah, and Kyler Murray's going to be that unknown. There's no film on him yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, what happens? So I'm giving them a win. Detroit. At Baltimore. Lose. Host Carolina. Loss. Host Seattle. Loss. At Cincinnati. Ah, I'm giving them a W there. Yeah, because I think Cincinnati sucks. Yeah. Host Atlanta. Loss. At the Giants. W. Ah, fuck no. That's a loss. Uh, At New Orleans. Loss. Loss. Hosting San Francisco. W. Loss. At Tampa Bay. Loss. Loss. At San Francisco, I'll give them a I double there. Sweeps, I think they sweep. I think San Francisco is going to be really shit. I don't think they're going to be as bad as Arizona is going to be. Interesting. Uh, loss. They're twelve week bye. That's late. But yeah. then the Rams is lost. Yes. Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, maybe they uh, lost. Relax. Uh, <laughs> host, host Cleveland. Cleveland loss. Yeah. Uh, at Seattle loss. loss. At the Rams loss. Uh, loss by Jeez. a ton. 
So I have them uh, winning one, three. two, three, four, five. I have them winning five. Three and 13. Five and 11. I feel like Boom. your scores might be a little more realistic. I just kind of well, really get in the role of like, there's no way. Like, well, I just actually, can't see them do it. I actually think they can go into Baltimore and and, uh, and cause havoc with that. Uh, with Kyler Murray, again, like you said, the un- unknown. It's early in the season. You know, it'll be warm. They've played well in Buffalo in the past. In uh, Sorry, in uh, Baltimore in the past. Who knows? Uh, I think I do. I think five. Not <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Your Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Anybody who is a Cardinals fan wants more in-depth, by all means, send us an email, and we'll uh, throw that right in the old spam. We'll say NFL.com. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You spam. Yeah. Um, Do yourself a favor and don't go to San Francisco to watch a football game. Not unless they're playing somebody good. Oof. Wow. All right. Offensive line. Pretty. You're going right to offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we need to. Yeah. We're trying to whip this off yeah, because Thursday I, is opening day. Yeah. So we got to whip off this NFC. Let's do it. And those third-pound hot dogs aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> San Francisco's offensive line is actually not bad. Joe Staley still around? Joe Staley is still awesome. Uh, he's overall, he's graded out over 80% uh, pass blocking each of the last seven years in a row. Yeah. Um, his run blocking actually has improved as well. Um, they he's got a couple guys. For, he's the only holdover from, the, from their Super Bowl team. Yo, he's good. Like yeah. he is, he is very good. Uh, the other guy, McClinchy there, he's the guy they picked up a couple of years ago out of Notre Dame. Mike McClinchy. Pass blocking is not his forte, but he's a run blocking machine. And, you know, if you did watch any 49er games last year, their running game was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I expect that to be very similar. I expect Matt Breda to, uh, to have some success. I love Tevin Coleman. Uh, he's a very underrated uh, running back. He was second fiddle in Atlanta for a couple of years. He's going to get a shot at some point. It'll Matt Breda will be uh, the, the starting running back, but it'll be by committee, I think. Um, watch Tevin Coleman get a lot of, lot of touches. He looked good in the uh, the preseason, too. They used him a lot in a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that with the Atlanta one, uh, that I think that that loss is going to kind of affect them a little bit, oh, for sure. Backup He's running back? Big. Absolutely. Yeah, Coleman and Freeman were, were quite the duo for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. For and sure, you didn't, you didn't miss a lot of steps when uh, Coleman came in. So, no. um, yeah, I expect him to be uh, pretty decent. Jimmy G in the one preseason that I watched was not a guy that I thought was supposed to step up this year. Uh-huh. Like I don't know if it was the injury that made him a bit weary or what it was, but I just didn't. I didn't see that uh, that fire inside with uh, with Garoppolo. And I'll tell you, uh, Nick Mullins. Did a pretty good job last year he filling sure in did. and showing what he could do. So if yeah. Garoppolo's not going to do it, I don't see them wasting too much time in putting Mullins in. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I think, you know, they've invested in Garoppolo. He's, he's the quarterback of the future. But, you know, the NFL is fickle. And, uh, fickle. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. He did not look impressive uh, in the preseason. So <clears throat> I'm trying to highlight st- uh, player, impact players on their offense. And, you know, George Kittle comes to mind. 
So that there's some name guys. Tevin Coleman, George Kittle. Kittle's going to have a drop-off here. I don't see him being what he was last year. You know who I want? And I think, well, the Debo Samuel is a guy who, wait for midseason, he's going to start to emerge, and, and he's a special player. He's not in there starting right now, but yeah. he's a guy who is too talented to be off the field. And the other guy is Jalen Hurd. This guy was a running back at Tennessee, and now he's playing receiver. He's a big body. He's agile. The preseason I was watching him, I'm like, he looked comfortable. They were getting him the ball. So look for those two guys, I think, to get in at some point. Now I think Pettis uh, is still a very good. I'm not really sold on, on Goodwin um, from Buffalo. So. Kendrick Bourne? Nah. Yeah, that's you know, like I think Debo Samuel's has uh, gives him a little bit of uh, you know something to look forward There's a to. Spark. Yeah, yeah. A spark. There's there. some excitement yeah. that you For have sure. to put in, and he brings that. Uh, looking at their defense, uh, you know, obviously their first round pick Nick Bosa. This is great. We're going to be done this in about three minutes. Yeah, Nick Bosa. D. Ford uh, was, a, I think, a very good pickup for them. But, you know, Quan Alexander's a very, very good middle inside linebacker. D. But, Ford, you know, they paid pretty good, eh? They did pay That's pretty good. That was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And he was great in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. You know, he gets off the edge real fast. Um, but the, a lot of these guys, Richard Sherman is aging. Jaquiski Tart, maybe the best name in the NFL. <laughs> That's your new nickname, Jason Varis. So they've got some. They've got some veteran guys in the secondary. I mean, I don't know how much Sherman has left in the tank, but uh, you know, we'll see. If if they've got a couple of veteran guys there who can maybe lead the young guys, but we'll see. DeForest Buckner is a solid, but you know, if uh, unspectacular defensive tackle. I got them listed as Bosa behind Ford. So do I. I have that right now. But Bosa okay. was injured most of the preseason, yeah. eh? So and that's yeah. two years in a row where he's fighting something. Yeah, eh? yeah, it's tricky. So. Um, let's go ahead and give them uh, give their uh, um, schedule a look and uh, see where we place them. You guys have not figured it out yet. We are starting to rapid fire this shit like well, nobody's business. By mainly the, time... the shit teams, though. Okay, yeah. They're Robbie really... Gold's their kicker. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even Robbie Gold's family was like, "Why? Even Why even up? mention me?" Okay. San uh, Francisco. We at, are. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Fire them off. Do it up. Okay. At Tampa Bay. I got a loss. At Cincinnati. I got a... I got a loss. Cincinnati's going to be horrible, too. I'm going to... Yeah. Fuck. Uh, this is know. ugly. Uh, they're at... Then they host Pittsburgh. Loss. Then they get a bye early. They just fucking That's lick good. their wounds. Then yeah. they host Cleveland. Loss. At Rams. Loss. At Washington. I'll give them that first win. You know what? I might give them a win there, too. Sympathy win. Host Carolina. Loss. I don't see it. At Arizona, uh, that I give week nine. Yeah, I'm giving Arizona. Uh, That's a loss. I'm giving them a win. Host Seattle, loss. Loss. Host Arizona, I'll give them a W there. Loss. They got the Host first Green Arizona. Bay, no chance. At Baltimore, At Baltimore, no chance. No. Once they start going East Coast yeah. too for it, I don't At, think it's any good. At New Orleans, no chance. No. Host Atlanta, um, no give, chance. No chance. Host the Rams, no. no and then at Seattle, fuck no. All They're right. going to get blown out that last week. Booyah, Kasha. Is that my lowest one? one? I got two. a 2 and 14. 2 and 14. That's. Uh, sorry, San Francisco. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, I have you tied with Indianapolis. Congratulations. Oh, good for you. Indianapolis, I got 3 and 13. Yeah. There you go, folks. San Francisco 49ers. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, two, Fuck, this is 
good. It's, it's very good. Because they're from Seattle? That's right. That's a little Pearl Jam from the city of Seattle. <laughs> you know what? I think the music is probably the best part for our listeners That's because... Good. Yeah. You know what? Yes. I've got to figure... Hopefully there's no rights infringement, but... Seattle, <clears throat> Seattle Seahawks. Maybe the... For me, the... Uh, everyone loves their uniform. I hate it. I uh, used to love the old... <clears throat> Royal blue with the green and, and the silver helmet it used to be my one of my favorite uniforms. And when they changed to that like weird looking number font, it just went to shit for me. Oh, I like the color rush unis. The fucking lime green ones. Fuck yeah, I do. Oh my god. Oh god. We have Love. Curtis Fleming in the house and James Kelly. Uh, you guys, uh, Brock just put a pressed a what a sound bite it was like people clapping sound bite for you guys uh, okay they'll figure out when they listen yes yeah oh yeah there you go if they do listen uh geez seattle seahawks <clears throat> you know i give them one thing they're not afraid to make moves uh you know they're not afraid to put a flyer on guys um it's pretty r- remarkable that they're able to just continuously replace guys via free agency uh looking at their offense Interesting running back situation with Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, both uh, serviceable guys. I think they're, they'll surprisingly do both very well this year. Uh, yeah, their O line yeah. is predicted twenty third. Um, but that's you know that's Dwayne Brown is good. Yeah, as a left tackle from Texas, from Houston. Yeah, um, that uh, the left guard Mike mm, Lupati, Mikey Upati, Mikey Upati. Yeah, yeah, not very good. He's always hurt though. He was a when he was in San Francisco, he was an absolute stud. But he's been hurt the last couple of years. They, he got to Arizona and suffered some injuries, and he just hasn't been able to. Uh, okay, but when Justin I say not Britt very good, is, he's he's the newcomer. Everybody else is the same. So Justin Britt, DJ Fluker, yeah, you know, good good solid professional uh, offensive lineman, but you know, not star studded. Uh, I don't know their, who their right tackle is. I can't even pronounce his name. But uh, Jermaine Jermaine Fetty. Fetty. <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the one. Um, DK Metcalf, hurt. Uh, big loss for them. Guy's fucking huge. He's a monster. I don't know if you watched, and I was at uh, my in-laws. Again, we're going into a story here real quick. But they showed DK Metcalf and one of his teammates, and they were training. They had their shirts off. And, uh, like, beast. just beast. Absolute jacked. beast. And then it was Chris Collinsworth who was doing the announcing. And they said, and here's Chris's, like, picture and it was just like him shirtless like skinnier than tom brady's uh, recruiting picture kind of thing and he starts laughing like that was mean. oh yeah but but I mean, he's Metcalf's, a monster yeah uh, but metcalf's uh, he hasn't proven himself he's a he's a gym body right now he's yeah. done some stuff in college but uh he is hurt very often and i think he almost has too much muscle mass for his body frame yeah absolutely you know, you know, where flexibility is, at a, is really important at that wide receiver position, especially when you're taking the, the top off the defense. Only guy I could really think of that was very, very muscular who could get up and win those 50, David 50 balls. David Boston. Well, I would say Terrell Owens. All right. Well, you then know, you're wrong. Monster. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, know, Terrell Ty- Owens is big. 
Terrell yeah. Owens was big, and he had good hands for a guy who had a lot of muscle. I feel so. like Boston had like forty pounds on on Owens. Though. To, well, you know what? We should. Where's, where the fuck's Curtis, Curtis, Curtis shows up and then he goes and, and sits at another table. Off. Anyway, we'll we'll get on that. Tyler Lockett suddenly their number one after the uh, uh, surprising retirement of um, the name slips my mind. He was their number one receiver for the last few years. Uh, Brad, whatever. Uh, Where's Curtis? Where's James? It was on James's fantasy, and he wanted to uh, keep him the whole time. Oh God! Right, we're we're going to search that right yeah, we're now. Search it starts that. with a B. But um, he, he is uh, Tyler Lockett is now the number one, and uh, you know, can he handle the can he handle the load? He's been a number three for years. So uh, David Moore is the other receiver. Gary Jennings Jr., Jaron Brown. So offensively, I mean, Russell Wilson is going to have to, uh, you know work wonders with um, you know i would say limited talent on the uh, on baldwin? the other side doug baldwin doug yes baldwin. yes not brad um bald you know t- a tight end i will disley you know people i don't know have very high expectations for him in the fantasy football realm yeah um don't think that's going to play out nick vanett like, uh, ed dixon's in, on the ir uh, but he's he's older so it's not like you know i'm not i'm looking at this team and now i'm wondering you know, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see a lot of talent. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to have to make a start at one of these guys. But that, that's what Russell Wilson does, right? Like he is notorious for making something out of nothing. And I mean, I don't know how many games I've watched where they're down fourteen points with like four minutes left, and then he just he gets to a point where he's just got to air it out, and he makes things with his feet, gives him some time, and finds his receivers. Um, you know, I won't put anything over Wilson. I picked him up in my fantasy thing. Um, but looking at this on paper, it doesn't look great. I mean, can can one of these guys, you know, be like Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, or Nelson? Uh, or, you know, can Wilson turn one of these guys into one of those guys? I, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done it with, you know, arguably not much talent on the wide receiver end for a few years. Made stars out of guys. So true. Yeah. Wilson's going to have to do the same thing. I well, don't. I it's don't going know. to be Lockett yeah. if it's going to be anybody, um, and we'll see what Metcalf turns into. But as of right now, I don't have super high hopes as much as a lot of the Seattle fans, I'm sure, do. Um, I'd love to see him do well, but that's uh, that, that remains to be seen. I think on the defensive end is where they're going to make their, uh, you know, make their money. Uh, picking up J- uh, Jadavian, Jadavian Clowney, Clowney was, and you know he's going to bookend with uh, Zeke Ansa from uh, Detroit. Ziggy, I mean, listen, that's uh, that's a Ziggy nice do, combination. He, no kidding, that's if a you nice get combination. Two guys like that, Al Woods, uh, you know, Al Woods and Puna Ford at uh, at the tackles. Al Woods is a bit of a retread. He was with the Steelers for a bit. I'm, I'll be shocked if he if he uh, finishes the season there. Ooh, but, they got Shaquem in starting. That's good. Shaquem and Shaquille. Yeah. Uh, I looking at their linebackers though. Oh my God, speed all over the field. KJ Wright is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Bobby is Wagner, the best linebacker in the NFL. And, and Michael Kendricks again, an- another guy that was the Steelers had to look at, just couldn't afford. Um, just speed everywhere, and you know with Ziggy and Clowney, they're gonna they can be really creative on the defensive end with guys like that, those tweeners. Um, if they can defensively keep it close. Then I think Seattle will do. They'll be all right. I think Russell Wilson will be able to like pull things off, but they got to keep it close. You think they're going to implement a system that a lot that looks a lot like um, Baltimore's? 
Uh, you don't no. play defense and run the ball? Uh, no, because they can't run the ball. Not that they can't, but they're, that's not their forte. So it's going to be Russell Wilson running in order to throw the ball. So uh, it'll be more defense and field position. They're not going to take as yep. many risks, I don't think. Yep. But they're going to keep it close or, and, and give Wilson a, a shot to, yep. to win the game. And he'll make a receiver. He'll give him enough time. Any receiver is going to create some sort of space, um, get open. So as long as he catches the ball and Wilson can get it to him, I think they're going to steal a lot of games that way. But it's going to be primarily from the defense. But they're not going to go to a running format like the like the Ravens because Wilson can throw the ball, can read the ball, uh, read the defense, and make things happen where Lamar Jackson isn't there yet. Yeah, He can move with his feet. He's very dangerous north-south. Um, and so that's good for that. Yeah. But Wilson is a different, uh, a different breed. Jackson's pretty big too. I'm, I'm amazed at the. Uh, it just seems like yesterday with the Legion of Boom, you know, Cam Chancellor and Sherman and uh, Earl Thomas. Yeah, you know where that went. Byron Maxwell. <clears throat> that went out with the NFL's rules on uh, hitting defensive receivers and leading certain areas and all these penalties for football plays. Yeah. Um, those guys were affected. Like, how many times I saw Chandler destroy somebody and then get called for like a flagrant against uh, Crabtree was one of them. Yeah. Wasn't anyway. Yeah. Well, they've. I mean, they're all gone. Uh, you know, these, these are guys I've never. Shaq Griffin is the only guy I really ever heard of. Bradley McDougal, McDougald, Tedrick Thompson, Trey Flowers. So you know, we've got some unknowns on the, in the secondary. Um, as, as kid Amadi there from Oregon, they drafted him. Yes. I don't like Oregon, but I think he's, he's all right. Well, let me tell you, he's third on their depth chart as far as I have here. And, you know, in the NFL... He's also their nickelback, yeah. In an NFL landscape where you got to defend the pass, I mean, their linebackers will be fine if they have to drop back in coverage. But when you're, when you're relying on these guys at cornerback and, uh, and free safety, it's going to be tough. And uh, I, don't know, I, don't know if, I don't know if Jason Myers is the man at kicker. So why don't we look at... Uh, why don't we look at their? <laughs> why don't we look at their schedule? Uh, Unless you have anything more you want to add to the no, Seattle Shithawks. No. I just realized we've spent way too much time on. I, this. I didn't yeah. realize how shitty they are on offense. I really misjudged them. Ugh. Yeah, I'm okay. regretting my draft of fucking. Wilson. Okay. So, right, go ahead. They host Cincinnati. I'm I'll give them a, I'll win give them a there. W there. Yeah, they're at Pittsburgh. You know how I feel. Yeah, I know. Uh, host New Orleans. No. No. At Arizona, I'll give them a W. Yes. Host the Rams. You know what? You talk about veteran play. I'm going to give them a W there. Just as a veteran team, home, it's loud. The 12th man is crazy there. You know, I don't know if Goff can handle the noise. Give them a W there. Just, just I can't keep – the Rams aren't going to win every fucking game. So. Right. Um, all right. right. Well, I'm down with it. At Cleveland, I don't think so. I think that's a loss. Uh, host Baltimore. Give them a W there. Yep. At Atlanta. Uh, what did I give? Uh, so, yeah, I have them winning that. Okay, yeah. Uh, host Tampa Bay. Uh, I have that there. as a win. At San Francisco. Uh, win. By a week at Philly. No thanks. Host Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to be a lot better this year. Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. Oh, you in the fucking hot Mike seat. Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat. Um at Rams, that's a if loss. They, yeah, if they beat them once, they beat them twice. At Carolina, no chance. Host Arizona, give them a W. Yeah. And then they host San Fran to end. Uh, I have that as a loss, too. Oh, I mean, a win. 
Yeah, that is a win. But I give San Francisco. San Francisco, I gave as a loss. I get W. Okay, so they have one, two. Maybe they're better than I thought. Eight, nine. I, that's about right for me. Nine and seven, eight and eight, somewhere around there. Oh, shit. I have nine, too. You have yeah. nine? Yeah, I have nine. Oh, that's a stupid. Why are we agreeing? Sportsman like convo. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck. Bye, Seattle. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Try to fatten our pockets. Us niggas hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock. Everybody got their own thing coming. See, chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Is that Tupac? Is that Tupac? Listen to this guy. Yes, oh, dude, I was like, I thought you were going to go with, I love LA. Who sings that? We love it. I love, no? Nope. It's uh, the Lakers Showtime song from oh. the 80s, but uh, you were, were you even born? Were you born in? I was born in 78. Good year. Yeah, it's vintage. Well, L.A. Uh, I'm wow. more interested in the music, I think, for this episode. <laughs> like, I'd rather just play, like, hey, here's our Rams take. It's on L.A. Here's a favorite song. <clears throat> looking, at the, looking at the Rams, uh, it starts, I think we all, we can both agree, it starts with Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that starts with Blake Bortles. Hey, you know, who knows? He's really, they, they kept two quarterbacks. They only, they didn't, there's no third string, so... Anything happens to Goff, it's Bortles' show, and that's and we laugh. But imagine Bortles you know, gets in there and just tears it up. He's worked on his mechanics again for the third time in his career. No, he's worked as a mechanic <laughs> in the offseason, <laughs> <laughs> smoking darts and working. Uh, again, is it this? That's the air horn. Yeah, it says air horn. Oh, I don't want to press something and erase everything. There we go. <laughs> wow. Well, looking at their team, it loaded everywhere. Cooper Cup is questionable for the first uh, first week, but you know Robert Woods and Brandon, Brandon Cooks, two very very good receivers. Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley. We noticed in the in the Super Bowl there was something wrong. Yep. And the fact that um, the other guy was getting all the all the runs there, the the. the what the heck was his name? C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Big C.J. He's Big not CJ. with the team anymore. Right. Um, the fact that he was starting even, I found to be peculiar. But it's carried over into the offseason here, and there's still talk about his knee not being 100%. He's got like, uh, it's like arthritis or something in his knee well, or tendonitis or That's some, not good. Some itis. That's not good. You know, for a young guy like that to, to already be suffering from tendonitis. But uh, this is going to be exactly why guys like Zeke and them are holding out because this guy's got a short career and yeah. he needs to make his money. So, yeah. you know, I won't be surprised. Did he hold out? Did he really hold out at all? Not this. I, I, I don't think this. I don't think so. I think he they, just signed a big deal. Last yeah, year, last year. And they took care of business, I think, before the season started. All right. But, right. You know, can, is Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, are those guys any good malcolm brown is malcolm brown so they're okay they've got, okay very yeah, yeah. good these guys will carry the load but there's so many fucking weapons on this team that it it opens it up their offensive line i don't know how their offensive line is ranked 13th in this list you know pro football they're focus so good and, and andrew whitworth is so good at left <clears> tackle <throat> uh, rob havenstein uh, Brian Allen at center it's a good that's a good line that's a good solid and they maul guys they're big and they're maulers um, so it's you know it, they create holes that they as a unit are probably 
I don't know. I would say, you know, top five in my yeah. books. I would take them. We started we started this conversation today talking about offensive lines and how important they are. And the, the fact of the matter is, last year, no one even touched Goff. He had all day to throw. He looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket than he did the year before. And guys like Cooper Cup, who take a little bit more time to get down the field and, and finish their route, are beneficiaries of that. So I think we're, we're going to see a okay. lot of... What do you see? Well, just uh, I realize Saffold's gone. So I'm looking at their lineup. Saffold's gone. Yeah. And uh, so is John Sullivan. So uh, center and uh, one of their main guards. John right. Sullivan. Yeah. Saffold. Okay. So John Sullivan's I overrated. I see why they're, they're rated a bit lower. Sure. Because uh, they got some rookies coming in there. So whether it's uh, uh, Bobby Evans yeah. or that uh, third rounder from 2018, Note Boom or whatever. That Note Boom. Is, no, I have Note Boom starting at left guard. So. Um, but I just, you know, John Sullivan was is a is a was there. a guy from Minnesota. They picked up from Minnesota, who, uh, again, serviceable guy. But I think they'll be fine with that. I, I'm just uh, again not to skip skip over their offense. I think we all agree they have lots of weapons. But looking at their defense, the, uh, Aaron Donald's the best best uh, defensive tackle in the NFL. Mm-hmm. As they as lost per Madden, Sue, and they, Sue should have been. Well, I mean, when you have Sue and Donald on the inside, you think, fuck, how do you even? Touch that. Yeah, well. Dante Fowler, Florida boy, yeah. got picked up. He's uh, he's bringing some speed and some aggressiveness from the outside. Clay Matthews has something to prove. Eric Weddle is a huge uh, addition in the back end. Oh, uh, what? Marcus Peters. Aqib Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib is a, is a premier cornerback in the NFL. A great uh, father. Roby. Co- <laughs> is 16 kids or something? Oh. Anyway. Not, maybe, maybe not great, but a... Lot, lots of fathering. Lots. Uh, Nicole Roby Coleman. I mean, they've got some. They've got some guys. They've got known quantities, known entities in the uh, in the backfield. You know what? The, uh, I really like what they've done. Yeah, me to too. To be honest, yeah. And I think the guys they brought in, like a Weddle, because their secondary was was good, and Talib is good. But Talib is a guy who um, is very emotional mm-hmm. and not necessarily the veteran leader that he needs to be. Yeah. He's very good. But he's that special, um, I don't want to say special case, but he's got that attitude, and it's kind of a bit more him. He's not leading the young guys all together, yeah. where I think a Weddle will do that. Um, so I think that is a huge addition for them. Uh, the only, I think the only drawback is they got a little bit older. Uh, you know, Tlaib has been in the league quite, quite a while. Same with Weddle. Um, so, you know, they've got a little bit older, but they may sacrifice a little bit of speed and a little bit of coverage for... You know, smarts and uh, well, that's, that's it. That's they what Weddle does. They so. haven't crossed that like the pinnacle of you know where your your IQ is going up and your play is coming down. There's that that uh, apex, yeah. Which Google it. I think that's the right term. Yeah. The apex of where like your best play could possibly be, and I think these guys are kind of at that apex and. Yeah. They will also bring the other guys up. Anyway, yeah, I, think I, like, that's I like that. Yeah, I think that I think that you're you're combining their physical ability with their with their mental astute ability, and there's that gray area where the where the two kind of meet. And they don't Weddle need to is be. There. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need to be that step faster to to get to that spot. Yeah, they're already at that spot because they know it's going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And anyway. I think uh, you see a lot. You see a lot of that in quarterbacking. Eh, I find that's a you know. Well, yeah. You, you, I mean, quarterbacks, I think it's over yeah, 29 and up, I think, is what they, uh, they say when you start to get into your uh, groove. Prime years. Well, no yeah, wonder guys are playing years. to 45, right? So, yeah. 
Well, that also is a tribute to the offensive line. Greg Zerline, great kicker. Anyways. Fucking Greg Zerline. <sighs> All right. All well, right, L.A. Uh, our favorite team out of this group, and we're going to kill this. And, uh, hey, we're, we're staying on it. I can't believe how long this is taking. Fuck. Go ahead. Rams. Rams. Oh, oh hang on a second. Hang on one sec. L.A. LA Chargers. L.A.R. Where's L.A.R.? It's not L.A.R. It's R.A.M. Oh. Got it. It's alphabetical. Okay. Uh, at Carolina. <clears throat> Fuck. What did I give Carolina? Oh, yeah, it's a W. Yeah. Uh, host New Orleans. I have it as a loss. Hang on a second there. Oh, I have it as a loss, yeah. At Cleveland. W. Host Tampa Bay. W. Dub at Seattle. Ooh, I gave uh, Seattle a win on that one. Yeah, that's a loss. Uh, w. Host San Francisco is a dub. W. At Atlanta. Dubs. I don't even have to check. It's a, it's a win. Host Cincinnati. Dubs. Win. A bye. At Pittsburgh. Nope. No. Week 10 in Pittsburgh. That's yep. mid-October. Uh, late, early November. What? <clears throat> I have them as a win because I already gave them that with the Pittsburgh one. Whatever. <laughs> uh, host Chicago. I think that's a, I think that's a W. I'm going to give that to Chicago. In in uh, Chicago coming into a dome? Uh, or no. It, it's not no, a dome. They're not St. Louis Fuck anymore. We, yeah, are we 1986 Sh- nah, again? Chicago, nah. It's, it's a, give them a W. Chicago oh, yeah. in a dome, their kicker would be on fire. No. <laughs> Chicago is going to be good. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, yeah. At Arizona. W. Dub. They don't even show up and they get a dub. Uh, host Seattle. Dubs. At Dallas. They're going to fucking whip Dallas. Oof. Oof. At San Francisco. I got lots of wins. I got a winner note. And Arizona is the host. It's easier to count me the ones that didn't win. 13 and 3. I got 13 and 3 as well. Well, we have, oh my God. Oh, but I haven't beaten Pittsburgh. I'll just circle that one for you. No, no, you cannot right circle that. There you oh, go. you're circling it. Circle it. Okie dokie. At Pittsburgh. They lose to Chicago. Did you have them beating Chicago? I have them beating Chicago because they're hosting. So later. <laughs> All right. That's the end of our NFC South and NFC West episode. This is a little preview. Obviously, we're coming in next episode with the NFC East. Pierre has 40 minutes left before he's got to be on the field for his championship night. Championship night. Possibly. Yeah, it sounds more luxurious than it is because the RA Center, nobody gives two shits. Uh, And if you lose, it doesn't matter. You play a third week. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to cover the Giants and uh, NFC East, NFC North moving forward. Guys, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, share contribute donate uh what else can i say what other terms can guys I use? it's not hard to like <laughs> okay i i love everybody i love all my friends i love all brock's friends brock's family my family everybody my friends but it's, it's, it's just a button you just gotta press the button to like it yeah subscribe subscribe subscribe, subscribe. whatever guy, donate. you don't have to listen to it just subscribe to the damn thing you get a pop says hey you guys got a new show say perfect next do you all have you all have bank accounts all got email transfer. You got transfer, e-transfer. I got free e-transfer because huh. they fucked up my paycheck once. 
That's it, folks. We're killing time here. We got another episode to do right now. It will be out shortly. We're going out to Alicia Keys and uh, Jay-Z and anybody else. Et cetera. I apologize. I don't know what rendition is, but that's not Jay-Z. That's some <laughs> fucking... <laughs> It's a remix. It's a remix. Fuck it. We're out. We'll see you guys in a bit. Peace out.